This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mass Bay Guides. Mass Bay Guides is our family-run charter fishing fleet that's based out of Situate, Massachusetts. We've been providing anglers with the ultimate fishing adventure for over 20 years. Whether you're looking to put together a multi-boat corporate fishing trip, a trip for your family, or you're an avid angler looking to catch a giant bluefin tuna, our crew will do anything it takes to make sure you and your friends and your family have a great day on the water. To book a trip with us, please visit the Mass Bay Guides website, www.massbayguides.com. You can search prices, trip information, and get the latest reports and links to our social media pages there. You can also find us directly on Facebook and Instagram and just search Mass Bay Guides. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Costa Sunglasses. Costa offers high-quality polarized sunglasses designed specifically for fishing, boating, and everyday outdoor activities. This spring, Costa just launched their new Pro Series of Frames, which includes a new version of their Blackfin frame, as well as a new version of the Fantail, which is what I wear, so I'm super pumped about that. Um, The idea behind the new Pro Series is they've added some some additional features to the frames that enhance fit and comfort. For example, uh, the one feature that I appreciate the most, especially for the fantails is they now have uh, metal slot keepers on the, the end of the, um, the arms of the sunglasses. So you can tie on or attach on any type of sunglass keeper or lanyard that you want. I'm a big fan of using a um, piece of hollow braid back there. A short piece of hollow braid. So when I'm not wearing my sunglasses, I can uh, keep them around my neck. And, uh, you know, it's also light, barely notice it on the back of your neck when you're wearing your sunglasses. And if it gets wet, it dries pretty quick. So that's my go-to and a uh, little, little tip there for, for Costa wearers or sunglass wearers in general. If you guys are interested in checking out Costa's new pro series of frames, or you need to pick up a pair of sunglasses for the season. Uh, make sure you visit costadelmar.com, Costa Sunglasses. See what's out there. Our newest sponsor to the podcast is LT Marine Products. Since 2011, LT Marine has been designing and developing innovative, unique, and high quality American made sport fishing equipment. Taylor and I have known the crew at LT since they started. Chris is a great guy. Uh, we've been using every single piece of equipment. Um, that he's that he's made over the last several years. Um, his rod holders are extremely heavy duty and high quality. He has the machining equipment to be able to put your boat name on the face plates um, and do other custom work as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and recently, over the last couple of years, we've worked with him to develop some new products that have actually been very popular amongst the the northeast um northeast fishermen specifically offshore and uh and tuna fishermen so two of those products have been his uh his swim hook for if you're harvesting a big big giant tuna um you know you want to take care of that fish as as best you can prior to bringing him on board and part of that process is after the fight swimming the fish you know, for a certain amount of time, kind of depending on the health of the fish and, and how the fight went, but usually ends up being around an hour to get all the lactic acid out of the muscles and and give a, a better product at the end of the day when we 
when we sell our when we sell our fish. So we helped him design a, an affordable swim hook to be able to tow the fish behind the boat at a low speed <clears throat> and and accomplish that goal. So um, that was a pretty cool product that we that we collaborated on. And another one is uh, the new LT Marine uh, release hook. We've been doing a lot of release fishing for giants uh, over the last couple of years with the way that the quota, the quota has been open and closed. So we've really had a need for a way to properly revive these fish and get them back into, uh, into good health upon release. So um, if you go on the LT Marine website, you can see the release hook there. Uh, you can also go on our Instagram and Facebook and see how we have it rigged, but it's a it's a tool that we've implemented um, into our our process aboard our boats, and and it um, it makes releasing fish a lot safer for the crew, a lot better for the fish, and um, it's a really high quality product. Um, we used it all season, never had a problem, never broke it. So definitely check out that new that new release hook. Um, from LT, um, or if you want to see any of Chris's products, visit ltmarineproducts.com. Please make sure you use the promo code CBROS for 10% off your next order. Our guest on this episode of the podcast is an absolute gem and one of our closest friends. He's been fishing his entire life and has over 15 years of professional full-time charter fishing experience. His greatest accomplishments are placing in the FLW Redfish Tour. He's won many kayak tournaments through the years and has traveled really all over the state of Florida doing billfish tournaments and, and a lot of other competition. He's also been featured in publications such as Florida Sportsman Magazine, Saltwater Sportsman, Kayak Angler, Saltwater Angler, Louisiana Sportsman and Waterline Magazine, um, you know, he's, he's a really well-known captain and uh, an angler uh, down in the state of Florida. The last few years, um, our guest has done a variety of different types of fishing. He's worked on private boats. He's worked on charter boats. He's fished from Maine to Key West, Florida to Louisiana. Um, his whole program began really with a family-owned uh, kayak shop, Canoe Country Outfitters, where he started working there as at a young age and started his own kayak charter business, fishing inshore for snook, redfish, trout, and tarpon, really focusing on artificials. Um, quickly, demand grew for uh, for his types of trips, and fast forward several years, he's now running a 26-foot yellowfin um, hybrid center console and, uh, and really spends most of his time offshore. Uh, he's, his specialties include targeting permit and tarpon. He is a reason why his, uh, his boat is called the full send. He just provides an, an unbelievable experience for his clients, friends, uh, family, anyone who, uh, who ends up going fishing with him. Uh, we've known our guests since 2015 and really just a small world story, um, I was actually working up in Prince Edward Island, Canada, uh, tuna fishing, uh, as I do most September and, and October months in the fall. And our guest came up with his wife. They were on a road trip um, up in Maine and up into Canada 
decided to do a, a, a day of fishing in PEI and, um, he was actually able to, to check a, a grander bluefin off of his bucket list. So it was a relationship that, um, has been, you know, really awesome ever since that day. And when we met, he told me that he had a charter company in Anna Maria Island, Florida, which our family's grown up, um, going there, you know, living there, fishing there. And, uh, and we've been fortunate enough to, to fish with him down in Florida many, many times, some awesome trips, some awesome memories. Our families are, are very close. His wife, Heather, uh, Finley, Fiona, his daughters, um, they're all great. And, um, you know, we really, we really appreciate the friendship, the relationship that we've built with, with this guest over the years. You guys are going to absolutely love him. He's one of the funniest people I know. He's quick witted. His nicknames, his little phrases are just, they're contagious. So we hope you all enjoy this conversation, um, as much as we did. So without further ado, Please welcome to the podcast, Captain Jason Stock and Full Send Charters. Welcome to the Seabros Fishing Podcast. Daddy. All right. I'll get, I'll get this thing dialed in at the right angle here. I'll just go straight chill mode on, on the bed. Oh, I love it, dude. Turn your phone sideways so you can see both of us. Better. Are you on the laptop or your phone? Laptop. Um, dude, the fact that you're holding the mic right now is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> what? You, you look like a fucking the Jep, like a Jeopardy host, like Alex Trebek or something. On our next show, we <laughs> have this. Can I put on the glasses to you in the house? Oh <laughs> nah. my god! Nah. Oh, dude. Um, you, so, you guys get a bunch of these out there, dude. What? Stand by, I'll show you one. This thing's look at how faded this thing is. Outrageous. Uh, see oh, I got hit, it. Can you hit full yep. screen? Yeah. The better? Uh, not yet. Can you see? It should look wide, wide angle oh, instead I, of vertical. Um. Hey, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got it on big screen. The, the audio sounds bomb, though. Yeah, I mean, I got you guys big, and I'm little in the corner. You can right. see so both, you can of, see us, both right? of us. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I got both you guys. Right. Awesome, dude. We're back. Cool. We're back. <laughs> special mic. We're back. Yeah, you like that, <laughs> dude? When you add when way. you add special to stuff, I I get tears <laughs> running down my face. I'm laughing so hard. Well, you just got to make it more fun. You know the way it is. Oh yeah. You got. I need an Excel spreadsheet over there. What do you got? Oh, dude, Nothing. this that's from our podcast. Yeah, we these, just did. We just did oh, okay. one with um, Mike Zajac, made on Canyon Runner. He's a wicked good shit this morning. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up, guy? How's uh, how's spring froth going for you? Well, spring froth has definitely been heavy. I got the bear going too, and then I've been explain busy the bear to Taylor. You're gonna he, have to he explain. He doesn't know the background much. on the bear yet. Okay, so bear is my old childhood neighbor. Three, two doors down from me, he was two years old when he moved, but he looks exactly like his brother, which was like my best friend growing up. Moved to Madeira Beach, and then his dad's a dentist. Actually, he just called me. He, he's a big guy. He's like 350 pounds. He's got like the sweetest voice. So like <laughs> you see this big red beard, 350-pound dude, and he's big, like 6'3", 
Jesus. He goes Christ. six two. He call, He goes. I'm six two and a half. <laughs> but like uh, the the prop was bend as can be. So I was like, dude, what'd you hit? And he goes, I think I hit a manatee. I'm like, you definitely hit like concrete or something. <laughs> so he's dealing with the prop right now. He was supposed to take his dad out. I'm like, dude, first off, before you take your dad out, take the prop off, bring it to General Propeller. Um, get a new one, have that one get service, <laughs> then go fishing. Right. Because you're not running a trip that's making money, so we should probably figure, figure that out before the motor breaks and then we are have trips and we're not making money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. You know, but that's a brief uh, description of the bear, but he's a super nice guy. And the big thing is it's just hard to get people that want to show up and actually work. Dude, we're going through the same thing. I mean, we got we got a couple. That's the struggle. It's so hard. It's so Impossible. hard, dude. Especially for us because it's seasonal on top of it. Oh, yeah. You know, well, get... here here it's heavy season, but, like, it's I true, mean, right yeah. now, is, you know, it's prime time. But, dude, the weather forecast, they cooked it so heavy. Like, yesterday it was blowing south 15 to 20, and they had, like, kind of a similar deal. And we got, like, the southwest. Uh, there's a low building in the Gulf. So it's either going to be, like, rainy or really nasty or beautiful like it is today. But, honestly, here we are. So that's why I was like. Let's just get it done because I know I'm not going to have any time. Dude, it's perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. I think we should and ask I this... him some of these rapid fires. Do you have any extra rapid fires? I have a couple rapid fires boiling in my head for him specifically. Right, we're we're going we're gonna to roll this right through and ask you some rapid fire questions. So, dude, I don't know. So, the way we've been doing, I know we sat down and we had our little combo, which we're going to use uh, okay. to promote this one. But the way we've been starting them off is just with a handful of random questions. And the the first answer that comes to your head is what you say. If we go down a rabbit hole and start talking a little bit more in depth about it, then we do. Yeah, just shut me down if we're getting too crazy. Because you know I get on a tangent. Uh, All right, dude. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, God. (laughs) I probably want to fly. Oh, same as you. Yeah? Holy shit. Um, I wanted to be able to see through water. Well, if you if you're flying, you can see through water. <laughs> Not through all of it. Uh, I'm yeah, talking like, if like you're a frigate. If you're a frigate, you get to see everything. In the Gulf, you That's can see true, if it's yeah. clear, you can see quite a bit. I'm sure. Shallow yeah, enough. I mean the visibility's been pretty stellar. It's awesome. But but we got some crazy water issues, which I'm sure you guys have been hearing about. That I'm yeah, kind of in, yeah heavy involved in. It's like there's an organization, Tampa Bay Waterkeepers and Suncoast Waterkeepers, and then that's going to be like our like local branch and then there's the captains for clean water down south so we're going to kind of have like a local deal and then we're going to tie in with the guys down south as well gotcha yeah we've been following some of the stuff you guys been posting the last few weeks freaking crazy yeah Yeah, i mean the main thing is these phosphate mines have been going on for dude like they've been here actually this one's been dormant since like 1990 and they just like walked away from it then you get rain and it fills it up and then they have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then the liner broke, you know, yeah. so they have to let it go. And then they want the land as a landfill. So, you know, you got to get rid of it to get stuff happening. But that's the deal with that. It sucks. It does suck. More positive note or actually yeah. maybe negative note. You have any superstitions? No, I really don't. I just like to mess with people on the bananas. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the funny thing is when they show up with it, because I usually... You know, I pack their stuff in the cooler so you don't have their stuff, especially with the center console, the elephant. You know, you got that blue cooler up front, and then you got the two side deals. So I just tell people, like, bring what you need for the day. We're not going for a week. 
Yeah. And then he's find the bananas, and I like to mess with them, leave it on the dock. <laughs> I feel like everybody either way overpacks or way underpacks. Like you got the guys that have just the claws, the white claws, and like cookies, yeah. and then you got guys like like bananas, full Italian subs, like everything separated, fucking yeah, you're just hamburgers like, with no grill on the boat. I'm like, guys, we're just going for the day. Remember that. <laughs> yeah. I always I always comment on their little bags, like the man purses is what I like to call them. Like everybody loves to bring a man purse. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Everyone's got their own purse. Yeah, you're like, guy, what do you need out of the bag? <laughs> Apparently you need the GPSs to steal my spots, but yeah. Oh, yeah. what else that do you have? That must be there? brutal down there. All right, ready? Next question. Roger. Permit or tarpon? Uh man, that's tough. I like the tarpon, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You guys I mean you got the experience that like the one that you guys got in the fall yeah. random. But I mean, here coming up, like Brian would literally die. He would literally die. <laughs> like that's how I keep explain to get him here. explain tarpon fishing like prime time to people listening. Uh, it's about like anywhere from ten thousand to a hundred thousand fish migrating down the coast, and you're in fish all day. Like the water's crystal clear. I mean, the fish average from fifty to two hundred pounds. Uh, I mean, the size are fifty to two hundred pounds. Like average size. Is that sixty to ninety pounds? Yeah, and I mean, I use big, you know, those custom light tackle lounge rods with big Saragossa, so you can put the beat down on the fish. So you're really not, you're not harming the fish. And over the years, I keep going bigger on my reels, so you can actually land the fish, get the fish, you know, revived, and and he's safe to swim away. Yeah, the dudes that try to fight him with like a five thousand or six thousand in the current, they're not doing anything. They're just driving around, and the fish just keeps going back to the school of fish and essentially the fish gets so fatigued that eventually they will die. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It's wild. I mean, we see the same thing with the tunas. It's like, it's awful guys on spinning gear with hundred inch fish and, you know, breaking yeah. them off after three hours and no revival. It's, you know, it's not good. Yeah. No. Um, how about nickname rapid fire? I'm going to go through, Oh god! Spe- <laughs> yeah. So for those of you listening, if you haven't fished with Jason or you don't know Jason, one of the most special things about him is he has his own language, and it's so witty and so quick that it's it's some of the funniest shit you've ever heard in your <laughs> life. Have you fished? And with and him? he has he'll have like full conversations with other captains and mates, and you have no fucking clue what he's saying. But he's <laughs> he's talking English. It's just words that. We'll, we'll let you. It's like hear, nickname. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. So, I guess start. Let's start off. Cobia nickname. Cobra. Cobra. Cobra is definitely yeah. <laughs> is there a reason behind that, or just because? No, they're just they're honestly like a cobia is like a mythological creature. He really is. <laughs> so just really, I mean, your boy shows up random. You know, yeah. just like I get people all the time like. I would like to catch a cobia, a sailfish, an African pompano, a tuna, a permit. And then if we got time, could we go inshore and go catch the snook redfish trout? I'm like, dude, if you can have all that happen in the same day, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So cobias just like, show up well, whatever they want. Correct. Yeah. Which and I experienced and I was not yeah. prepared. Dude, every time I've had a oh, cold... That's, that's usually the case. Oh, yeah. Then they're gone. Yeah, yeah. it's like gorilla panic for ready, a split second. Yeah. Oh, all right, they're gone. <laughs> but there's been some nice ones around lately. We had one... 
I was filming a TV show with the guy John Brownlee from uh, Discovery Channel uh, a couple weeks ago. Legit, an eighty pounder licking oh the back of the treble hooks on the popper. Oh. Like, I threw I threw the popper because I had eighty pound braid, eighty pound leader, and I had the camera boat. My buddy Randy Langley was in the tower, and I was like, I was like, Randy, is that a giant Kobe back there? Because we're sitting on the spot, and it was literally like probably about a hundred yards away, and it had like a little swell, and there was this giant Kobe in the mix, surrounded by a hundred kudas. Jesus. So of course. It's licking the popper, and then one of the kudas decides to strike it, and then my buddy throws a flat line in there, and a kuda gets it too. So, but moral of the story is Kobe are weird. Don't they hang on turtles sometimes too? Oh, dude, I've caught them on turtles. I've caught them not you know, on a turtle, like next to a turtle, right? They're not like, straight up riding a turtle like <laughs> Nemo style, right? No, I mean pretty much on their back. Like probably okay. one of the sickest ones we or one of the rallies we had like a thirty pound permit on. I look back, I see the turtle because I saw the Kobe Alercus early on. I back off the, the rack. We have the 30-pound permit still on. Throw three lines. Hook. We have four on. We have quad. So three Kobeas and a 30-pound permit. One dude gorilla grips and breaks off one of the Kobea. <laughs> and then I made G gaff one of the Kudas like the day before as like a hazing process. <laughs> so, so G was scared to gaff the Kobe. I'm like, G, where you at? So I got both like 50 pound Kobe, like green as could be. And my knuckles were like sore for like, honestly, like a month because they're so crazy. Like yeah. you gaff them and they literally beat you up. They're trying to hurt you. Oh, that's, that's insane. insane. What's like the, if, what's like your trick of actually catching them? So if you see them near the boat, is it just cat, get anything in front of them or is there like something that they can't resist? Well, they, a lot of times, like if, if I'm Kobe fishing a lot, I'll have a jig rigged up, but they're just kind of random. But honestly, if you have a nice bait, like a thread fin or a pinfish, or I've caught them on crabs, if they're fired up or if they come up curious, you just got to drop something on them like right away. Yeah. Like flip it out in front of them. They're just a curious fish when they get excited. So basically when they're primed up, you know, they, you know, a lot of times they'll come up and check you out. And then, like, even we had those we, with your with your wife there that one day we handlined a Goliath and two giants came up. Yeah. At that at that same wreck, we had one window shop us, and everybody's like, they thought it was a bull shark. It was so big. And then we had tuna going on and stuff, and then uh, we threw out a flat line and got him. And I was like, which one is it? Is it the Cobia? So, again, I turned the trolling motor off and pulled off the structure because they'll, they'll sound down in the wreck and break you off. Gotcha. But if you can get them away from the structure, you got a better chance of landing them. And then, and then you got to gaff them and then rip them in the <laughs> yeah, boat. They're yeah, they're like prehistoric, dude. They're yeah. crazy. They're cool as hell. They're good eating. And they're just like, if 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 you're a fisherman and a cobia doesn't excite you, just shut it down. Just sell all your sell all your equipment and go home in your basement and do whatever you're going to do in there. You know? So, all right, next, dude. what's the next name? Uh, Well, here's the challenge. Like, they have like their bottom fish, like you know grunts and all that stuff. So yeah. take take us through the nicknames of like your reef, your reef bottom fish, like meat okay. Fish. So if, if you're catching grunts, you can make them fancy. You can call them king grunts, American gray snapper, Griswold. <laughs> There's a couple for that. You got porgies, porgalicious. You got hogfish, pinky. <laughs> uh, I mean mangrove snapper. We call mangoes or mangus con. <laughs> no, you got. You got Red Snapper. <laughs> you call him Pinky as well. Um, gags are just gags. Um, Red Grouper, RG3PO. Um, <laughs> some of the other ones I'm trying to think of. 
you know, because we've been catching these fish for a long time. Yeah. If you don't make or red grouper, we also call them pollies because they kind of like they're sitting down there like a little. They just got their mouth open. And they're, you <laughs> so know, basically, just, just made that up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we've been calling them pollies for a long time. Poly frizzle if we're getting all fired up or. How about like kingfish? Yeah. You have a nickname for kingfish? Um, well, if they're getting really fired up, King Nato. I feel like if you put Nato on the end of anything, it just gets you more excited. Right. Permanado per- 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 gets me fired up. Yeah, you're just like, oh god, is there a, that many of them? Yeah, and 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 sometimes like even my mates and people that fish with me a lot have got to see like the actual permit doing the full tornado when they're actually on the surface like circling around. Dude, which we is were ha- awesome. when we went uh, a couple of years ago when we had like Jay and Dave and and Dave's son. It was legitimate permanent. Like we had four or five bangers That's going. Insane. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yet. when they're. When they're biting, like you just got to get the crab out there, and you got to have a lot of them. Even that's what kind of trip I had today, and I noticed the conditions were not going to be the best from what the forecast was saying. But it worked out. The guy had his own boat. He was probably going to steal my spots anyways. But <laughs> you'll have that. Yeah. So I'll just reschedule him. <laughs> uh, How about tarpon? But, tarpon have a nickname? You know, poons. Poon. Just everybody calls them poons. But like. Yeah. The guys that are into tarpon is kind of like a similar deal, like way you guys get with like the tuna fever. It's like the the tarpon crackheads, like they come out of the woodwork. Like my buddy, they'll, everybody will start texting, be like, "You seen them? Where they at?" Like there's a couple showing up, you know, at the Skyway where you can grind it out. And I mean, you might get one or five, or I kind of wait till they get super thick, like beginning of May. Kind of like when I can guarantee them more so is like. Let's say May fifteenth through the whole month of June. That's like, that's like where you'd be like somebody be like, hey, I want to catch a bluefin tuna. When do I go catch them? When they want to be like, hey, I want to catch a tarpon. This is your best shot, but like every single day is completely different. Mm-hmm. And what you did the day before doesn't even matter. But you kind of have a general idea where the fish are going to be. Yeah. But then the conditions change, and then there's like a three or four day pattern, and then they switch it up on you. Yeah. yeah. Sounds to where like, they're going to be. Sounds like our haunt. That yeah. we face every day. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're just an awesome predator fish that are just a. They're they're a cool fish, and it, it's challenging. The guys that are into it are extremely into it because it's very challenging mentally and physically, and getting them to bite. Some days, like I mean, you're seeing them. You're visually seeing them roll. I mean, you can see them on the side scan. You see them come up for air. You're you know throwing baits at them, and then when everything comes together, and then it gets right, and then you're like ah. Oh. Thank God. Like, you, you'll be up in the tower, you know, working the fish, you know, casting your, your corks into them, crabs or threadfin or pinfish or dead bait, whatever they're kind of in the mood for at that time of day. And then you finally get the bite, and then you can kind of yell at the client, real, 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 and then you can kind of chill back once they are hooked and they come tight. Yeah. I mean, you're releasing them anyway, so if you, you know, you get yeah. some jumps out of them, it's already exciting. But people get sad when they lose them, and they're like, yeah. what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? You know, it's like, dude, they jump, they go crazy, you can do everything right, and you still lose them. Yeah. What's, you know, what do you look for? Like, if wh- when you know they're going to bite, or like you have a pretty good idea it's going to be on, what do the conditions you, look like, or how are they, yeah. how are they acting? Uh, full and new moons are definitely game on because you got strong current, you know, probably similar to like, they're, they're just, they're, I mean, I mean, when you think of a tarpon, it's similar to like a tuna. They like that strong moving water. They want to have easy meals. When the bite or when the tide's kind of slow, they get a little lethargic. They're not like charged up. 
So when they're u- moving around a lot, they got they're using a lot of energy, so they got to eat more. So ideally, perfect scenario. Let's say on a full moon or new moon, you got big tur- current. So in the morning, you have an incoming tide, so the fish actually funnel around the bar on the north end of Anna Maria, and then they funnel into the pass. And that's when it, when they're in the pass, first thing in the morning at sunrise, you can get them to eat crabs. Then as the tide starts coming in more. They kind of get lazy, and then we use dead thread fins hmm. or chunking, you know, because they get in there and they get lazy, and it's a it's a it's a scene, and it's a it's a cluster. But now everybody's got trolling motors, everybody's got side scans, so you basically are hopping, skipping around, and you got to be set up current of the fish, and you're basically drifting your bait right into it as a natural presentation, whether it's live or dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on the current, if it's ripping, then you might do little special tricks that I can't disclose but uh <laughs> you know just you know it is it's just different tricks and and then um you know as the tide goes out then we get our crab flushes which are incredible just to witness like literally if not thousands or millions of crabs flushing out of the bay and the tarpon are literally popping them on the surface like popcorn and That's you like sick oh it's amazing dude and you literally you're sight fishing in the tower you see him come up slurp a crab you throw a crab on a cork and you throw it right in front of them and then the cork goes down. You see him side flash on and then you just come tight. I mean, when it, when a crab bite goes down, I've had bites where we'll hook. We did one day, we are, I think we were like 13 for 21 in like an hour and a half. Landed, thir- landed, landed 13, hooked 21. That's savage, dude. That's yeah, insane. It was, and it was like a thunderstorm. Everybody left. We stayed out there, put on our slicker gear. Just it was my town. main. Yeah, it was, I knew it was going to go down because the bite was slow in the morning. And then I knew a storm was coming. And I called. This was when uh, Rugger was working with me. So I called Rugger. I said, or no, Rugger was with me. We, we actually stopped at the Rod and Reel, had lunch. I was like, call your pops, tell him to come down to the boat, bring his rain gear. So Rugger and Roman and his dad they all met at the marina. We hopped on the boat. We ran over there, and it went down. Like it was, it was as good as it gets. Literally, sick. Dude, that's savage. So have all the rods rigged. I mean, we were just like popping them off too. If they just kept running, we'd be like, grab this bull, grab another rod, throw another bait, throw another bait, fight the fish, drift out. You know, come back around, hook three, hook two. Jesus, and when you're all by yourself, you got the space to do it too. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like, and honestly, when you get a storm, everybody goes home. And if you stay and wait it out, like it wasn't hairball with like lightning and stuff. Like I'm all about safety. Like the, the, the thunderstorms here, no joke, as yeah. you've seen. And right. I mean, when it rains and lightnings, it's, it's heavy. Like you don't want to be the guy out there being the, the guy that gets struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you know, man. I'll run if it's, if it's lightning and heavy, but if it's like in a perfect scenario in the tarpon time of year, you can wait out that storm and like like I'll chill at the rod and reel or I'll go to Galati, you know, go inside, grab some food, look at the radar, be like, all right, it's clear. And then we can buzz back out there and you're there in five minutes. That's yeah. what's so sick about fishing in that area is you can poke in and out, you know, take shelter, grab a meal. So many spots. Too, you know, if you're fishing like. inshore, nearshore, you have a lot of options. Oh, yeah. I mean. That's the thing is like I can fish, you know, I fish a lot of the local reefs and, you know, catch the permit, cobia, you know, flounder, grouper, snapper, kingfish. We had a sailfish. I mean, even I had the guys from J&H Tackle 
uh, the older guy, Harry, he's like 89 years old. And then his son, Josh, was actually down. You know, Josh manages, it's out of Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're familiar with it. Um, So, you know, we were two for six on daddy permits, like all 30 pounders. And then I saw a sailfish tailing. So I throw a bait at this tailing sailfish, hooked it, it was like an 80 pounder. It like ate the bait. And, you know, I let him, I freeze pulled, let him eat it. And he just cut straight back at the boat. Oh. And I came tight on him and he like popped the braid somehow. He probably just wrapped around with his bill. And then he literally tail walked for like 30 seconds. I'm like, get a video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got, we got like the tail end of it just like, That's yeah. sick. you know, like, like, you know, where they get, they do the, I mean, what do you tail call walking. it? Window sh- yeah, yeah. Just window whatever. washing the bill. Yeah. 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 yeah just, ah. yeah. <laughs> We, we saw there's a bunch of them around right now why do you the think sales. just the water's right well we get a good spring and fall migration so right now like we're in that magical temperature it's that mid 70s like everything's migrating through we're seeing leatherback turtles there's random whales there's great whites there's cobia there's my buddy lost two wahoo deeper like you know, I'm catching. I, we went exotic. Uh, I had a really fun group. A Explain couple days going ago. exotic real quick. <laughs> well, exotic is like all the crazy creatures that like that are large. Like we get big yellowtail snapper that are like freakishly huge. The amberjacks, literally, you could hand feed them. They were all not small, thirty to seventy pounds, like as many as you wanted. Like you could oh, literally those things are kill gross. yourself. Yeah, and it, I had like two girls and two guys, and the girls were like tag teaming it, and they're getting tired, and you know, so we did that. And then we caught nice yellowtails and mangoes, but also in these exotic realms that I like to call like this. This in particular, we're fishing a spring, so it's a basically essentially a crack or a cave underwater, and there's literally a tornado of every fish you can imagine. I mean, we have these Jack Ravels that were legit 20 to 30 pounds. And when they come through, the water's blue. So it literally, they change the water color to like a green shade because they're yellow and blue and, you know, yellow blue and make yellow green. makes green. <laughs> I'm just basically breaking down for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> stay, stay with me now. Yeah, the, color, with me. <laughs> the color wheel. The color yeah, wheel the by color Jason's wheel, dog. <laughs> so just kind of visioning that, you know what I mean? So it's all very visual. And then when you're reeling up the yellowtails, like the girls, I was trying to tell them, like, look, don't change your angle. Just like with the yellowtails, you're trying to plane them up as quickly as you can. Because on the bottom, the Goliath grouper, which used to be called the Jewfish, which, you know, they change, but we still call them the Jew. But it's, <laughs> they're, 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 they're extremely aggressive. Um, the sharks, Sharknado, and then you got the Cuda. So you got all those variables of the critters that you have to get past in the water column. Mm-hmm. So first you have to hook the fish, then you have to get them up past the gatekeepers, which is difficult. Yes. You know? So it makes it really fun and exciting. And even the one girl I was explaining to her, and I was like, all right, this is what you want to do. And I'm getting all fired up because we, we keep getting broke off. And all right, I'll re-rig again. All right, I'll re-rig again. <laughs> all right, we have another half fish. You guys got to be quicker than that. <laughs> you know? Just like going through the deal, but it, it's it's good action, but it's sometimes probably cheaper to just grab my tackle box and just dump it in the water. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, dude. The amount of gear you must go through. Oh, that's why I was doing housekeeping today. Like my tackle boxes, they just get because we fish for so many different types of fish, and you guys have been with me. I bring 
you know, 52 rods rigged up, exaggerating, <laughs> but probably 20, you know, all rigged for different applications or if like a couple of each. I mean, and if I got anywhere from two to four clients on the boat and you, you're doing tune in one second, then the permits start biting, then the yellowtails start biting, and then a cobia shows up all within five minutes of each other. You better be ready. Dude, it's no joke. I mean, we've seen you know, it with you. It's it's insane how fast species. that all this how fast the species can change. Yeah, yeah. and it changes by the tide, the conditions, the, the baits chum. you use on everything. Yeah, there's so many variables, and and even hooking your bait differently. You know, the size of the bait. You know, I mean, you can go on a tangent about how anal you want to be about your bait and. You know, we, we have it made with a lot of bait here, as you guys have seen. Oh, the yeah. cast netting, the sabiking, the, you know, the, the valley net, hoop. The hoop netting, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That. You know, so you got your crabs, your pinfish, your threadfin, your cigar minnows, sardines, shrimp. threadfin herring, shrimp, squid. You know, it's like, dude, what do you guys want to eat today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as as a preparation side, you know, I have to bring all that on the boat so you're ready, Mm -hmm. you know? As one thing one captain told me years ago, he said, if you wish you had it, you already failed as your job as a captain. It's very true because if you guys know, once you're out there, unless you have a buddy that can, hey, let me get some leader. Hey, let me get a hook. Like, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or have your sabikis or it's all about preparation beforehand and being organized when you're out there. So true. Mike, you know, and Mike was just saying that this morning too. I mean, every, everyone that we've interviewed, it's all about the prep. It is. It's all about the preparation. Like, I mean, so you've, you've seen the compound, the garage. I mean, it gets messy and then I'm kind of tightening it up today, but I mean, you'd probably have a anxiety attack right now, but <laughs> I'm fine with it. I, I know where everything's at. I don't have any labels, Brian, by the way. I would, I would, I always mess with Brian about his organization, but he, I mean, obviously, you, you know, your boy's a knee freak. Oh, uh, yeah. But I get to it when I have the time, you know? Yeah, you guys, and I'll kinda, you just have a different program. You're just so fast paced every the day. And the season's yeah. so long. They have yeah. so many different species. They have to be dialed on each one of those species. And you're on a center console. And you're on a center console where you're, ha- yeah. like, you don't have the luxury like us. We can keep four species worth of gear on the boat at all times and yeah, have redundancy dry, dry and for away. everything, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got a lot, I got a fair amount of storage. Like I got that front step and that's what I did just, just uh, a couple days ago. Cause I knew it was going to be shut down. I literally had five cast nets on my boat. I had a couple boxes of the Halkas and I'm just kind of going through them. And then I had my, my miscellaneous hook box and then I had my jig head box. So I literally took those out and I kind of went through them and, you go through the stuff that you're going to use and then you, you know, like let's say the keep the A grade stuff on the boat and then the B grade stuff that's not up to par, just bring it back in the garage. And when I have time, change out the hooks or try to put somebody on it and I'll get, you know, G or I'll be like, G, you want to come over and help me or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, or uh, the bear or, or I've been, you know, what that one day you came down, Brian. We were rigging up stuff in the garage and getting all. Fired Did we rig like a whole canyon? Yeah, didn't like itself. nothing catch anything. No, we caught some stuff. Oh, we did? caught some AJs and some random stuff trolling. Yeah. Oh, awesome. We got one tune. We got yeah. one tune on that one. Yeah, you know, but you know, I actually yeah, grabbed a whole case of Ballyhoo on you. Ooh. 
So I got a bunch of medium values and nice. uh and actually your boy from Aruba is gonna come stay at the house for maybe a month. Oh yeah. He's been hitting me up, he's like, Cappy, I'm ready. He's like <laughs> he was he literally pulled an all nighter last night. He was sending me videos. And that's the cool thing going into like the Instagram stuff is like I talk to you guys like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know when you're you're getting the fever really bad, is like he's like, dude, what's going on? Especially in the wintertime. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys get that cabin fever, you know what I mean? Right. Like I, I mean I could I would be freaking out. Dude, like, it's brutal at times. And it's not even like oh. you can't catch it's not even like the fishing's bad. There's this the boats aren't in the water. Yeah. That's yeah, the word. You right, can't even right. like take a ride. And it's everything that goes with it too, like the going back and forth to the boat, bringing tackle down, oil changes, like just that whole rhythm, not being in that rhythm, it's freaking it, it drives you nuts sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and and I think that's what I'm I'm my my end goal here soon I've been talking is I mean, it's definitely coming up there for maybe a month or whatever and doing some of like the you know, the tuna fishing or Louisiana or whatever. In the off season, like for me, that August September time of year, I just want to get out of town. Yeah, yeah. and that's our that's our prime us, time for us. Yeah, it's so hot and brutal here. You just like you feel like you're dying. So take us take the us and the listeners through your season progression. Like you know, okay. when stuff starts to migrate, um, kind of your whole year schedule in a nutshell, if you can. Okay. So basically January through July is like the prime time. Like I could go every day. The weather's good. The issue with January, February is we get the cold fronts. So it gets rough. This winter was actually pretty tough. And I'm like, say, for example, I'll be booked seven days a week and I could fish three or four days mm-hmm. with the weather. But my target species are your favorite, the giant amberjack <laughs> with a side of, uh, you know, hogfish and mangrove snapper, and red grouper uh gags are out of season right then so then going into springtime which we're right now middle of april um we had a lot of permit we had cobia tuna uh african pompano um some sailfish you got some mahis too didn't you yeah we got a random mahi the day the same day dude i had this group from pole county they're they're a blast so we got a 60 pound cobia six tuna a million bonita and a mahi. And they were just cool as hell. Like, fun to fish. They showed up in a Breaking Bad b- bus. <laughs> what? What does that I even swear. mean? No, no. They, like, literally pictured the Breaking Bad tour bus. Is that, like, the That's red and white one, up right? In. Or, like, maybe it's got, like, the brown sides or something? I think it well, no, just like. like, it was just, like, basically an old school heinous van <laughs> okay i'm with you like an rv that was like from 19 like a ch- like a child molester van yeah, or, yeah no, i was like where, where's the kids at <laughs> where i said where are the kids <laughs> so i even staged it it's funny i gave them all my full send gear the hats and shirts and then i staged it where they all came out of the the van to start and then we started late because i wanted to secure the bait and that's the biggest thing because we had a front prior and i I knew these guys they're they're all fishing me a couple times a year and the weather was sketchy per se you know to normal people um i was just checking my time because i got a uh massage or a chiropractor (laughs) appointment at two we're good it's 12 55 we're back um so basically 
you know, we started at 10, we charged out. It was rough, like for normal people. I'd say it was like two to four foot, like a washing machine, sloppy. So this day in particular, dude, it was going off. Like there was a bait ball of fry bait. We had the chum bag out. The cigar, cigar minnows and sardines are coming through. The Kobe came up window shopping us. Literally the blackfin tuna were, and then we caught the, the Kobe. It was funny. When Roman gaffed it, he gaffed it in the shoulder. And he's usually like real calm and chill. And he like gaffed it and ripped it in the boat. And I was like, everybody back up because they'll, they'll mess you up. They're top spines and they just, they're rowdy. He like gaffed it and the clients were so stoked. They're like, dude, the, the, the excitement you had when that fish came in the boat was like you won the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, so, and that's the fun thing is, you know, we all get excited when you get a large fish. Like, I mean, the frothometer goes through the roof when you get a cool fish. Dude, when we got your grander up in PEI, and I will say, yeah, we didn't weigh it. And, you know, people that can, thing was people can say all they want, but I've seen them, enough of them hanging. That thing was fucking enormous. Yeah. no, That I was, was a tripping. Super Bowl moment right there. Yeah. No, I was, I was uh, dude, remember like I even, so I was actually talking with the boys uh, from Scott from Bloody Decks Outdoors. Yep. And I did that. So he he told me to do what's your most memorable fish about the one that got away, which was a giant cobia. And then I talked about my most memorable catch was definitely the bluefin tuna. Yeah. But seeing that thing next to the boat where literally you'll never forget it, like the tail just like swimming and kicking. It looked like a dolphin tail, like smacking the water. It was so giant. Huge like, fish. Or a whale. Like yeah. a whale. Huge. That huge was a fish. legit whale. <laughs> Dude, that was a big <laughs> fish. Was- that was you know, that was still to this day like top three, top five did biggest. You, didn't you guys get like a straight measurement of like 120 inches? Or yeah, something? straight measurement was like close to like 130, I think. Oh, it was like 120, God. 130. Dude, I've never been that physically exhausted in my entire life. Like literally, after we got that, we got back quick too. Like I remember, it was like I mean, it's a short run there for PEI, and uh, I remember it was. It was a full moon. It was blowing. What do you think? 30 mile an hour winds? It was blowing. It was blowing 20 to 25 out of the northwest. It was like four to sixes. We were thankfully we were fishing like the nets inside. So we were in relatively shallow water. But yeah, I mean, for a from a tuna fishing perspective, perfect. It was like you nailed it. You know, from, yeah, no, I got lucky. From, from a Heather stock being comfortable <laughs> on the boat perspective, not so no, much. <laughs> I just remember for her, just like, she was just like, I was, and then we got the first one, the 700 pounder. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Heather, we're good. She's like, no, we drove all the way up here. I don't want to hear. I was like, all right. And then we got lucky and got yeah. that dead bait bite like shortly after. Right out of Jamie's hand. Yeah, we got a seven seven fifty on the kite. Savage. And then that tank ate a uh, flutter herring out of Jamie's hand. Savage. It was sick. All right, go back to All your right, season. Back. We're, we're, yeah, in, back. we're, we're in, in May eight. now. We're back. Focus. In May. Focus. <laughs> uh, so basically, all right, so we got tarpon season starts like May, June, July. Um, but also what happens too is I got amberjack coming May 1st. And then I have in June gag season and red snapper season with a side of a lot of exotics and also tarpon season. So then, and then in July, you know, we start, I still got red snapper season. It start we start getting more of the West winds and those days like beat me up, dude. Like you start right out the gate coming out the pass, like the wind right in your face. 
And the further you go, the more you get beat up. Yeah. So I try to keep it. Well, and it changes like every year is different, but like you generally get the West winds in July, but like middle of July, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're beat up, you're tired, you've heard everything. I want to catch every fish in the ocean, and I want to catch big fish in a lot of them, but I don't know how to fish at all. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'll see you at seven. <laughs> you know, they just start going down the list. Like you talk to them on the phone, but actually, you know what's helped me out tremendously is my wife. We got a business phone, and we, t- we did the deposits like, uh, March was every day, April's every day, June's every day, every day, unless I cancel. Yeah. So basically, you know, if the weather's sketchy or they're local, I'll just kind of give them the option be like, yo, this is what it's going to be like. Do you guys want to go? And those days that the, the you know, the, the hardcore fishing clients are like, let's go. And they show up in slickers and they're ready to ride. Usually the and, fishing's and, sick. Yeah. No, the fishing's excellent when it's rough. Yeah. Like, it's just, can the client handle it? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I get some clients that are wealthy or bougie, whatever you want to call them. And if they're getting wet, they're complaining. I'm like, dude, we're on a boat and it's blowing 15 out of the south. Like, the fish are biting, but we got to get there to catch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been on those days with me. Like, I mean, remember the one day in the Hanson? I was like, oh, dude, they're going to bite today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even your dad was like, what do you mean? I'm like, just wait. And then we got, and that was when we had red tide, which is very interesting. Remember yeah. the different layers of water. So you had the red tide water. And then the further you got out, there was just different life sources as you worked your way out deeper. I'll never forget the, like right when we found the line or what quote unquote line of red tide, because we stopped and we dropped a couple of bottom rigs and, you know, the fish, the fish were like lethargic. You could tell they were yeah. being in that. You even saw some in, dead fish in that too, gnarly right? water. Yeah. They just oh, yeah. weren't acting the same. Then we got to that break, that color change, and it was like bonita frenzy, fry bait everywhere, airing out. Yeah. It was, <clears throat> it was crazy how you could see the progression as you got further and further away from that red tide. Well, and another thing, you know, I, I got this new one. Did have you seen those sat fish ones? So the the guys from Bloody Decks Outdoors, yeah. they're partnered with it and we need to kind of just give them more intel of what we're seeing because when you can associate and i was really that dialed in at that point i was using rip charts which is essentially the same deal but they reached out to me and they're like hey you know what do you I'm like yeah absolutely i'll help you guys out i'll let you guys know what i'm locally seeing because when you could visually see it and then you use it with the chlorophyll and it shows exactly where it is, then you know your exact line of where the water is. Yeah. Right. So then you have a mental note each day, all right, today I got to go 20 miles to get to where the tuna are. Mm-hmm. Or, and I mean, even Garmin has the live fish mapping now. Have you seen that? No. No. Dude. Stay out of there. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, so the Garmin fish mapping, even for here, it will literally put a pink circle and it'll tell you where your wahoos are at, where your tunas are at. And it's like accurate as hell. That's crazy. Really? I mean, Ro- so, Roths provides a similar service and I've seen some other things, but it's just going to get crazier and crazier. Well, and that's what you guys need for the Canyon trips. Cause, and study that, especially, all right, say when you guys are doing your tournaments in the summer, think about that, dude. 
you visually saw it. You're like, all right, there was an excellent rip at this area. And then you look at it on the chart. And you're like, oh, shit, there it is. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the other stuff. You're like, ooh, maybe this looks good. You drive to it. There it is. Yep. You know, and there's also other, you know, technology advancements you could use as like, say, the Garmin. It has a thing where it'll show you weed lines, bro. And the weed lines are accurate. How the hell does it do that? Just well, buy currents? Sa- say satellite, yeah, yeah. satellite imagery, dude. That's nuts. So again, there we are again. I'm a bird yeah. just finding stuff. I know right where it is. Pretty pretty soon, <laughs> every right. every species is going to have tracking, just like the Great White app. And well, we're going to be able I to mean, know where everything is. You know, that's the, the, the good and the bad thing about yeah. technology nowadays, man, is we got to know when to harvest these fish and when to let them go. That's the conservation side. I'm not being a tree hugger. I'm just, and as you guys know, we want to keep catching these fish. How can we do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, all right. So, for example, with a permit, I try to catch and release them. You know, if somebody's like, hey, can I try it for dinner? I'm like, sure. You know, I don't grease like a million of them. I, you know, I selectively harvest the smaller ones. I say the big ones aren't good to eat and they aren't. But, you know, uh, you know, the smaller ones are still good to eat, but honestly, they're a cool game fish. And that's why even some people like, you know, some of the other cabinets are like, oh, well, Jason just, you know, just wants to keep his pets out there. I'm like, that's one of my biggest business clients. I might want to keep him there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because people travel all over the world to catch a permit mm-hmm. as a bucket list item. And actually, I tagged one of my or caught one of my tag fish. Actually, believe it or not, I caught a double, and I caught both of my tag fish. Listen to that. That is That's wild, dude. Dude, a double, and I already tagged them. And they were giants. They were 30-pounders. So I probably tagged them when they were 25 inches, and then I caught them when they were 30 inches. Were they in the same general area? or different? Yeah. That's they came back because that's patterning the fish. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and as you know, oh, it's – and I, I'll use other different special, you know – you know, secrets like the, I mean, essentially, well, I'll, I'll come off of it. So with the, uh, that time hop app, like I was explaining to you, I've been logging my social media content through Instagram and Facebook for the past 15 years. So I literally look at that in the morning when I'm using my foam roller or going to the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> and Heather's like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, nothing, nothing. And I'm just like, just checking just up. Time and hopping. Just, yeah, just time hopping. And, dude, I can't tell you how accurate that is. Because, like, what I did 10 years ago, and you go right back to that late, same location, whether it's bait, whether it's inshore, whether it's offshore, they're right there. It's crazy, the pattern. You I'm know, glad you brought that up, too, because we get a ton of questions about how you log your fishing days. And we've harped on the same shit, like with technology, your fingertips and posting frequently and doing all that. It's doing it for you. You know, and that's what I, I mean, and that's been, that's been a game changer. Really it is like, and and I don't realize it, but sometimes it, there's days where literally people are like, how do you stay on all these fish all the time? And that goes into, again, putting your time in on the water. Like everybody will tell you like, how do you get, dialed in on i just do it and then you just even my buddy he's an offshore fisherman he's like how did you figure out this permit deal i was like i just went and did it and then i just kept doing it and then you get better and then you fine tune it and then you know where they live and then you know where they're at 
on this tide, you know where they're at on that tide, and same thing with the tuna. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, when I fished with him a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago now, mm-hmm. it was February. February. Jesus. He's like, yeah, some permit should start showing up. You know, any day here now. We legitimately pulled up to Seven Mile, put out yeah. one crab, and the 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 cork. Like the crab just came tight to the cork and the cork sank down. We we're on immediately. <laughs> and I was like, real. <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost my fingertip that day too. Yeah. Remember that? that? Like day. we had like we were trying to get a tuna. There was there was a couple it was still early and and it, it was cool we got the meet up, man. That was that was kind of a legendary trip. Actually, Jimmy's coming to fish with me Monday. Is he really? Yeah, so I had this coordinated and you know it is planning a big group. So I had the Shimano rep. I had uh, Steve Doherty. For, he's now within the Bite magazine. I had the Halco rep and uh, and uh, Jimmy. So I don't know if I already mentioned him. But anyways, I talked to Jimmy this morning. He's like, dude, I'm still in. Whatever we could do, we can go catch tarpon or whatever. He's like, I need some content for my Everglades fish company. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not like one of those guys that's like a product whore or a product sponsor. But if I enjoy them and I like them, I'll definitely wear them and rock them. If it's not up to par to what I like, I'll just say, sorry, dude, it isn't working out. You know? Absolutely. We do the same. And and I've had great relationships with a lot of these companies because if I like it and I'm going to talk about it to my customers or my clients or whoever, you know, it helps sell product for them, but you're you're not like selling your soul to where you're like a Walmart ad, right? Yeah, you yeah, know? you're selling stuff that you believe in. At the end of the day, Correct. and if it's yeah. good yeah. product that you're using every day, there's not much you have to do to expose the product. Just use it and take a couple. You're using it anyway. Take a couple of pictures, and you're good right. to go. You know, correct? Yep. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, new people that come in that they try to get just sponsors because they're big names. Like they're not yeah. necessarily even using their gear. You know, just just trying to get a sponsor just because it's it doesn't usually work out. Well, I mean, even for for example, my boat, like I, I mean, I got a yellowfin. It's a sweet boat, but eventually I want to go bigger. And you know, they were kind of pushing me in the thirty-one, and you know, I'm still I'm undecisive, and I got some real exciting stuff in the works, like a TV show, maybe new crib, like a lot of different stuff. So. Stand by on that because I might have a place for you guys to stay. Ooh, I like the sounds of that. The Jason Stock Lodge? (laughs) The Full Sand Lodge? Yes. I don't don't know why it started the the, the whistling or the the whispering thing, but. Yeah, what is the whispering thing? I don't know. I just came up with it one day because, you know, a lot of times I got to yell with clients like, real, real, real. And then I just trip people out and then just whisper and they're like, What's going on? Because then you like calm them down. Because yeah. you got to get them like amped up. And there's so many different levels to like the hype you got to do. Like with clients, it's like you got to get them fired up. You got to bring them back. You got to like you know get them back to speed. Actually, my my client uh, just texted me now. Like the one I was supposed to take out, he had a he sent me a tuna picture. Ooh, oh nice little blackfin yeah. picture. Yeah, cool. Oh. Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. I'll send him this picture. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, so what else, what else is going on for the rest of your 
your season here? Like, what's uh, so, um, what's you up know, my plan? I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do this summer. So I got this opportunity. Actually, the dudes that, um, you know, the Polk County guys, the one dude, he's the manager of the plantation, which is up in Crystal River. So he's like, yeah, you know, I, I manage the, the grounds here at the plantation. I'm like, dude, maybe I'll bring my boat up there and uh, come stay. And he's like, dude, we got boats here. We got pontoon but I might go up there and do like the scalloping deal, maybe like the middle of July. And then I was maybe thinking about either coming up and visiting you guys or going to Louisiana. And then we got some bill fishing tournaments here in the summer. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like the boating community is small. Yeah. As you know. Yep. Everybody knows everybody. So my buddy, Jason Barquin, he used to be a cop. I met him in 2008 when I was on the Daddy Rabbit, which was a 77-foot Hatteras, which was at Waterboat Marina. Mm -hmm. He was running a guy's boat. It was a – you might have seen it out there back then. It was a big – I think it was a Viking or a Hatteras. I think it was a Viking. It was like 66 or 68. I'd ask ask him what the name was. I can't remember. But anyways – so I became good friends with him because my buddy at the time was working on the boat in Dominican. He's like, hey, I would talk to him on the phone. He's like, hey, my buddy Jason's on the boat over there. I can't remember what name right now. But um, anyways, so we became good friends. And he keeps in touch, keeps in touch. Well, he just got a job on an East Coast boat called the Miss Elizabeth 3 or whatever. So my buddy Mike that used to work for Chris Galati used to run that boat. Now he's got a ceramic coating deal. He's, he's a good dude, Mike Casson. So then he, you know, he might be around too doing some bill fishing tournaments. So it all comes full circle. And what I'm getting at is the moral of the story is you don't know who you're going to run into later in life. So basically don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't, and don't miss out on an opportunity. I mean, the oppor- opportunity arises just fishing on a boat for one day with a handful of guys that you know one or two opens up so many more doors for you down the road. Well, and it becomes more of like a personal level. Like mm-hmm. it becomes like, you know, for example, I got to meet you in PEI and we've had some great trips back and forth. You guys have come down fishing with me. I've been up there fishing with you and we come up on family vacation, yep. you know, it's cool, you know, and it's kind of, it's cool to, you know, the you take like a, yeah, you take like a business, transaction and then you turn it into a friendship that's obviously the end goal of what we try to do as guides and captains is to actually enjoy who we fish with one thing that i love about it to i guess come full circle on on the point you're making too is you know unless you're unless you're very specialized and you're fishing 300 days a year and etc etc there's not a, it's not like you're going to be a millionaire overnight doing this. Like it's a grind, yeah. it's a passion job. So being able to, you know, like our relationship and others that you just mentioned and others that we have to be able to take advantage of those, to go places and see the world and, you know, do trade-offs and, and, and those sorts of things. That's really the only way that we're able to do that sort of thing. Cause we can't afford it. No. You know exactly. No. And that's, that's the really cool thing. And again, going to what you're saying is basically if you have these connections, like even I was talking to this dude, the real McCoy this morning, I mean, he's in Miami. He runs a 36 yellowfin 
his soon-to-be wife is like Vicky Stark. I mean, she's like, <laughs> no, for real. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Wow. So they're coming over to fish with me, and uh, it's like the other. <laughs> you get a lot so, of heavies. You get a lot of heavies. Well, and honestly, like, I don't really... If, if like, we have a business relationship and we can work together, I keep them around. If it's, like, a one-sided deal where people are just lurking and stealing your stuff, it's not beneficial to me. So I just write them off. Yeah. Yeah. I just go dark on them. Yeah. Sorry, dude. You didn't make the team. Yeah. Right. You know, like, not being a dick, but... It's reciprocal. You know, correct. And that's the biggest thing is, like, if you help me, I will help you. Like, I mean, literally, he's, like, scrambled around. He's like, yeah... He actually took the dude from Pinwheel out yesterday. So that's funny, isn't it? So a dude from your area is fishing with a guy that I know on the East Coast yesterday, and we're talking about it today. Yeah. But again, imagine how crazy, like, so now with the social media, everything's so quick and instant. Everybody wants this, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah. It's constant and nonstop deal. And I mean, when I wake up at 3.30 in the morning and I'm texting the biting, it's because I got too much going on in my head and I got to kind of focus on, all right, what do I got today? You know, do I have do I have my mate to show up? Is my bait going to be here? Where is this going to be? You know, it's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of logistics behind it, not just going fishing. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. I think a lot of the younger generation, you know, from our experience, especially trying to hire, you know, new people, a new mate and all that sort of thing, you know, they don't quite, quite get that yet. I feel like a lot of, they them. won't get it because honestly, like even when I was younger and I was fired up and obviously we all, again, we do this because we love it and we support our families. And now as we get older, you know, we're, you know, in our thirties, pretty much everybody. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, play around anymore you can't really dick around so now it's time to like you got to treat it like a business you show up every day and even like days like today like i wanted to get this done with you boys i knew i had the opportunity because i had a weather day right Mm -hmm. and then i get to go get a chiropractic appointment and which the great thing is it's literally right next to the gas station (laughs) so so like the amazing thing about where i'm located is I could do 10,000 things in a day by not leaving a mile from my house. That's awesome. Yeah, it is a good location. Or not not a mile, but like five miles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is still nothing. Even Google Steve just texted me, Daddy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I got a lot of I got a lot of really cool friends and people. And it's funny, like a lot of I'd say a big majority of my friends are older than me. Like same. Mentors like my buddy Steve Doss, you know, my buddy Steve Heiss, my buddy Squirrel Master, Langley. Squirrel you know, like, Master. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting into the Squirrel Master. We're going to do a Squirrel Master Unite fishing trip. Okay. So we're all like fired up, ready to go at all times. So uh, his name's Kenny. And then I'm Squirrely. And then Randy Langley Squirrely. We're going to call it the Squirrel Masters Unite Fishing <laughs> Trip. <laughs> and I just wanted it to be us three so we could just squirrel out to the maximum. Jesus <laughs> Well, dude, you know the way it is. Like, you just go have fun and, like, you get those different personalities on the boat. And it's just fun. It dude, my, 
you weren't there. I wish you were there. You would have been the perfect addition. But uh, my bachelor party was like our squirrel Dude, master event. We can't say too much, but it's yeah, quite, it's just it's also amazing. it's also when you get a bunch of people or even just a handful of people that all have crazy time spent on the water, and then they can just kind of relax and they know the you know they know what the everyone brings to the table. It right. ends up being just usually a freaking epic day, you know. Well, that's the whole thing, and that's what I was trying to do for Monday. Is like. When you can coordinate, so now obviously we're busy, so we have the plan. Like literally, I it was funny. I actually going into this, I called one of my clients. So I got this guy Bruce, and he's like a heavy worker. It's the guy with the Invincible. So I put him in my phone as Bruce Cheddar Bob because he's a wealthy guy. So that's why I put on the calendar Bruce Cheddar Bob. But he's cool as shit, and he literally told me straight up. He goes, "I was like, dude, we need to get together. I'm booking up. I only got two days left in May right now." So he's like going into, he's like, ah, you know, he's squirreling, he's squirreling. And then he's like, wait, what dates did you say you had open in May? I was like, I got the third and the fourth. He's like, dude, I'll take the third. He's like, put me down, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, so that, and, and, and we're going to go on as invincible, but coordinating because he runs a very, he's going to be in Washington, D.C. from, he, he basically, he's an engineer that builds facilities, you know, Gatorade. Yeah, big, big, big manufacturing big, big facilities. Yeah. And he's the guy, he goes into the place and engineers it from scratch. Jesus. Just wild. think about that mindset. Yeah, trying to make Gatorade. <laughs> well, from Bottle the whole it. facility. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, dude. But, I mean, everybody the, going into that, too, everybody's got to have a job. And he enjoys fishing. And when I can get him on the boat, we have a great time. And he, he likes to in, include his son, you know, and... uh you know, he went through a divorce, but I'm not giving all of his personal stuff. But he, he likes to include his son and wants to bring him in and show him the cool stuff that his son can enjoy now. Yeah. Because he works hard. Yeah. You know, when people say must be nice and this and that, I think that drives me crazy. Like even, you know, you got a nice house, you got a nice car, you got a nice boat, must be nice. But what? What if you have to sacrifice to have that? I know. It's That's so, what people don't people don't understand that shit. That's what drives me crazy. It's a lot of or, hard work. Or when they're hating and you're just like, dude, go have fun with yourself because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like I I enjoy when other people are successful and you can be like, dude, good for you. Like, and you're being genuine about it, you're like congratulating, like. Even I had one guy, he's like, hey, you know that one dude that was out with us? You know, ex, we did a kayak mothership. He's like, yeah, that guy made like a couple million dollars with this one business deal. And he kind of semi-retired. Now he's getting dragged back in. And he booked a trip. And it's like this dude's got money, but he just wants to invite his buddies and pay for the trip on my boat. And he's like, and, and then those dudes take care of me and like, it's a fun day. So I basically get paid to have fun. Yeah. And that's the end goal. What we're trying to do as guides, as captains is to get that right clientele that we want, that want to be there first off. Right. That want to fish, understand the whole journey. All right. It might get windy. It might get rough. Might be good. Might be bad fishing. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But let's go have a fun day. Right. Yeah. You know, and, of course, you want to smoke them every day, but let's be honest. It ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. It's funny. Every yeah. single podcast I think we've done, this conversation comes up as far as like, 
how many clients reach out and they, you know, when we get a, can we get a small tuna and then do this? Or can we get a big tuna and then do that? It's like, how about we go out and maybe we'll hook one. <laughs> how about we just go fishing? Go fishing. You know, that's what enjoy I tell people. The day like, either way. But if, yep. you, if you can't do that, it's no matter what, it's not typically a fun day. Well, now that I got this special microphone, I think I'm just going to kidnap it. I'll send you a bill for this because I need this. <laughs> Jason is still holding the mic like TV show host style this whole time. It's Actually, unreal. I got a question for you that kind of has to do yes. with this. Uh, everything that you know now, what's one thing that you wish you knew when you first started that you know now? Uh, whether it's I mean, like tactic related or personal business with clients, related. business, anything. I think it would go back to the preparation of being more on the preparation when I was younger, but it's hard to do that because it takes time to add up all those equipment. Yeah. Yeah. It's money. Let's yeah. say the ice machine, the two freezers, the rods, you know, all the right tackle to make my job easier. Yeah. So when you're younger, I mean, obviously, if you had shitloads of money and you could have all these boats and stuff like that, I mean, I started out in a kayak and now I'm in a yellowfin and I got another boat, a 24 skiff, the yeah, partial. Explain that whole story. How the hell did that happen? Like, how, how did you get to that point? I just fished my ass off. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, sick. You know, like, Basically, whatever your business is, you're selling the day. Whatever you want to sell, you sell it. Yeah. So I used to sell kayak trips. Then I did the Hanson trips. Then I did the Hanson Tower Boat. Then I kept going further. Now I'm in the 26 Yelfin. Now I want to go a little bit further. And then it, there gets to a point, like, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. But I, w- I would like to have, like, a mid-30s boat. You know, because the golf is an unforgiving, choppy body of water. Hence why I'm going to the chiropractor. Yeah. And foam it beats rolling. the crap out of you, dude. And I mean, you guys, even your dad said, he's like, I don't know how you guys do it in these center consoles. The big thing is here, you got to run a lot of water, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We cover a lot of water. Like I did the springs. Those are 50 miles. And it was two to three foot, maybe two to four foot. But it was a blast, dude. We put up the music. The girls had slickers on. I look back on them, check on them, be like, just give it like a time, be like, all right, we got 45 minutes. Or, you know, when you plug it in out of the past, it was like, I think an hour and a half or whatever. But you get there, you spend the day, you work around, put the trolling motor in, or I had to anchor because I got a new one and it wasn't synced up. There's something going on with like my batteries or something like that. But you know the way it is with boat stuff. There is always something. Always something. Gremlins. Gremlins. We were just talking about how like when you work on something, something else gets fucked up. Oh, yeah. Half the time. No, I mean, so even, you know, the bear was doing the prop. I had the trim motor went out on the skiff. So we did that yesterday. I had my buddy do that. I pressure washed the bait pin, which was must necessary, that big blue chem pin. Oh, yeah. So I pressure wash that thing because it gets so heavy because it gets growth. That was in for the past couple of months. Then I cleaned out the nets and now I'm getting into the tackle. And then I'm going to circle back around on the bear, see if he got the prop on there. Might take his dad out. You know, this the, that's where it becomes more of a 
you're basically delegating your time by coordinating all these different things. Yeah. Well, even my clients, you know, the, the, the chick, she's like, you're basically an orchestrator out here. I'm like, you basically got to orchestrate the whole deal and you got to build it from chumming. Like, you know, you start out, you pull up to a spot, you put the trolling motor in, you put your chum bag, you sprinkle some live chum, you catch some bait. Then you, if the permit is there, you crab fish. Or you jighead fish, or you bottom fish, or you you know, or you drift, or all, you troll. All the while, you're trying to figure out personalities, making sure people are having a good time, yeah. keeping safety in perspective. You know, thinking of your next move. It's a it's, a, it's, it's all a it's all logistics. You know, it's a mental yeah. game. It's a big mental game, for sure. Now that's why sometimes like Heather will look at me. She'll like I'll be like scratching my head or doing something like this. She's like, "What's going on?" I'm like. Just trying to figure out where the bait's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> She'd always think when we first started dating, she was always like, uh, hey, Heather, come in here. <laughs> if she's around. Um, you know, when she was first, we first started dating, she was like, she's like, she would always think I was like mad at her or going to break up with her or something. And I'm just, I'll be like, come I'm, in. I'm just trying to figure out where the thread fins are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mommy's jumping on real quick. Mommy's jumping on for a second. So they were they were appreciating. I had the mic. How you doing? Hey Heather. <laughs> so you? you know, back in the days, Heather'd always look at me when we first started dating. She's like, "Are you? What are you thinking about right now?" I'm like, I'd be like, "What is the what is the thread been doing? What are the tarp been doing?" Yeah. So like some of the scenarios, like you know, especially. You know why sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm thinking about the logistics of the day and this and that. And she's like, Jason, just shut it down. Just go to bed. And, you know, I can't because. He's part fish. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Heather knows, like, because I spend so much time out there. Like, I spend. How many days a year do you think I actually fish, Mommy? 275. Yeah. So 275 days a year. I'm I think fit. we counted once. Yeah. yeah. I think we counted once. It's like, that's a lot of time. That's a That's lot of wild. time, dude. That's basically you know, double what we're doing. It's not normal. <laughs> yeah. It's thank, not right. thank God. Thank God you have a Heather. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, no. She she keeps me grounded. She's like, okay. I'm like, it's okay if we stay on land today. You'll she's work. like, don't get too crazy. I'm getting better though. Getting better. I'm getting better. Well, the two girls definitely settle me down a little bit. Plus, also, you know, the other boat does help because I do have some kind of revenue coming in certain days like if i'm able to do i mean it's heavy cheddar if i'm able to do a double and then the bear is able to do a double or a full day it's like you know you're maximizing your time and it's giving you options too yeah clients options yeah and you're making them happy because everybody comes to you at once which how crazy you said that one day on the business phone Heather. how many calls was that one day 20 ish 2025. Yeah, 2025 one day on the business phone. Like and like that's a, that's awesome. a huge demand. Yeah, there there is a big demand. And that's the crazy thing is what we were talking about. So like in season, so we went out to the island today to get Finny Gem and Fiona a donut which they both ate the sprinkled donuts <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So, I mean, obviously with the COVID stuff still going on, there's still a lot of people here. It's packed. It's packed, dude. And like, dude, from our crazy, crazy, crazy season from St. Patrick's Day to Easter, literally you couldn't leave the island. They said the uh, population of the island 
What was the number? Did you hear? I, I didn't hear that. Um, I heard something ridiculous. Like it was literally like a hundred percent over capacity. I'm surprised it didn't sink. Like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I don't it was, know. It was bad. Like you, you, I would like drive, and the the bikers would like just be going a hundred miles an hour past me. It was like a parking lot. It was nuts. The traffic coming on and off that you were oh, posting dude, was the traffic. insane. It's brutal, dude. Because so, like, I mean, she works on the island. So and and then the chicken is going to school on the island, which is like that. Uh, it's the school for constructive play out there. So like, it's a cool deal that she can. And she she used to call it goose. She like, <laughs> I go to goose. I go to goose. <laughs> so today to, today she was like, I don't want to go to school today. So we're like, but it's Pizza Friday, Finley. You have to go. So we had to like bribe her with donuts and then get her to go to school. <laughs> Uh, oh my you know, god, so dude! That's part of the deal. Like, is I guess, uh, mommy, you can close the door now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Heather. <laughs> I figured I'd get a little bit of the mommy. Oh, in you got to, so. dude. You can't do it without but, her. It's awesome. No, I can't. So, I mean, we've been a we've been a great team together, and even you know, just business stuff, and you know, she definitely grounds me more, and I bring her out of her shell more, and I mean. Like I've told people, you can't have two psychos because somebody's gonna die. <laughs> you know, it's so you gotta, true. You gotta have the yin and the yang to make it work. Do you like, know what's funny is like you know not to compare, but to compare our significant others. I think all have that same characteristic. Yes. Like they all have yeah. that chill factor that allows this whole thing to work. Yes. Oh yeah. Like I said, you cannot have two psychos. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine the fights of like? There was two of me fired up no, all the no, time. No, I dude, I couldn't handle all fired two up you. over uh, Cobia. <laughs> oh god. Oh, two and, and, two and like, permnados and there's no way. No, there could only be one captain on the vessel. <laughs> you know? But you you know like we fished uh, you know, we we've, we've all fished together and I mean, I don't come up to your guys deal and like tell you how to do things or I just sit back and do the deal and and Heather actually was really surprised by that. She was like She's like, I can't believe you actually just like, you know, you can sit back. But the way you got to look at it is you got to always tell people, like even certain times I'll get the type A personalities on my boat a lot. The business guys that have built their business from the scratch and they want to tell you everything that's going on. I'm like, guy, I see it. I live on this boat every day. I don't stand on top of your desk at your business and tell you what to do. So let me do my job. Yep. And you have to check somebody like that. And there's a lot of checks and balances with people and personal relationships and business relationships that you really have to iron out. And then you got to like tell them this is my area, basically pee on it like a dog and then come back (laughs) around and then be like, hug it out with them. Be like, we can do this together. And they respect you for it because you're confident enough in your process, your boat, your game to provide results to them, it shuts it right down. You know, you have to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like even the guy, like he sends me the tuna picture. I'm like, cool. I'm doing a podcast. I'm good. You know, <laughs> but it, it's not like a competition. I guess it's always a competition. You know what? Like it, it, you're always trying to better it. You're always trying to better yourself. And basically, if you're not trying to better yourself, then somebody else is gonna be better than you. Exactly. You know, like it, like. Big Allen calls it. He's like, dude, every day it's a Pepsi challenge. And that's the way he treats it because he wants to be better the next day. Like, 
And then, like he said, like uh, dude, it's so funny. Like, so Alan Engel is a cool ass captain. His son Lucas fishes with me. He's been guiding locally for twenty six years. And anybody that's been doing any business for that long, you've learned a lot of stuff. You've learned what to do, what not to do. He's an amazing entertainer. He's a great fisherman. He knows what he has to do on that day to get by and make it happen. And he'll he'll amp it up if he has to. So he has this tournament coming up where this guy brings his Freeman over. And he's done this tournament for, I think, seven, let's say 17, 18 years or 20 years. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they, they the guy owned a company on the East Coast and he brings all of his people that work with him and they hire like 20 captains for three days of fishing. So the people fish with different guys each day. So I did it a couple of years ago, but for me, it didn't make sense financially because my trips are different. I'm not like an inshore captain. I do the offshore stuff. Yeah. And it was like, dude, I can just do my standard offshore stuff and I'm actually losing money by doing this. But anyways, it's cool that, you know, he can coordinate that. And he's had, he now has a business relationship with the guy and a personal relationship with the guy. So he can go over to the East coast and fish on his 42 Freeman. He has a hog hunting property that he takes his kids. They can go hog hunting. They can go skeet shooting. But that's again, cool people we meet by fishing yeah in a personal relationship it's one of the well, i think one of the best industries to to do that in you know well because you get a personal relationship once you know somebody and you trust them and you're like hey i could hang out with this guy more mm-hmm. i mean you just do you, you share that common passion and the rest of it's gonna flourish you know yeah exactly like even i went fly fishing with a dude on our uh, trip, you love uh, fly fishing, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you love fly fishing. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I will say, I did get fired up. It was cool because I, I, people always ask, they're like, do you fly fish? I'm like, dude, I still like to catch fish. Like, <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to jerk myself off with no payoff is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of this back and forth shit. In the meantime, I could be catching five fish. Yeah. Yeah. When I get old, like 122 years old, <laughs> then I'll do it. Now, nah, but <laughs> so the, the going back on the my my it was my first fly fishing trip, and I was stoked, dude. Like, uh, so my buddy Brett Lance was was staying at the cabin, so we were in Blue Ridge, Georgia. The dude's name is Daniel Messing Daniel something Manuel. I, I can't think of it right now. I could pull it up, but Dan M. I know. Mommy just sent me a note that says chiropractor. I got it, dude. It's 138. We got another like 12 minutes. I actually got 10 minutes. Anyways, that dude, he's really good at fly fishing. But it's funny. He's got like a Wahoo tattoo on his leg. He's got like a red snap dap, snapper tattoo on his arm. Like the dude loves fishing. But he moved to Blue Ridge, Georgia. So he's a fly fishing guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he shares the passion for fishing. He loves tying the flies. He loves the challenge of the big fish. Like, literally, we're walking down the stream or the river, whatever you want to call it, and he's pointing out the trout. He's basically naming them. There's Petey. There's Fred. <laughs> you know, because he he guides the same stream. Yeah. But he's like, dude, this brown trout's been sitting in the same place. So he's like, wait till we see him. And it's like a 30-something-inch brown trout, bro. Like, I'm frothing. I'm like, let me catch that thing. He's like, dude, he's very... He's hard to catch. I catch him once a year. But going into that, 
if you're into fishing, you're into fishing. And it's cool to see him get excited. And I got excited on my first deal. So like we're using like the drift flies and we have like a, like a, you have like an indicator fly on top. And then you got, you have like two flies and you're casting it up and you're sweeping in the current. You're making that natural presentation. And once, I mean, you're not casting crazy far, but it's still, you're not muscling it. And I got it down after a little bit. I mean, I broke one off because I was running down the stream. I mean, dude, these trout, rainbow trout were like fighting like redfish. I mean, they're no, no joke, like 26 to 30 inch fish. That's awesome. So I broke one off by running down the stream and I hit the thing. The other one, I was trying to get him to net, net it, and they don't have barbs on it. I was high stick wheelie in it, and it shook. And then the, the fly went up in the tree, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> but I did catch one that was a nice one. And I, you know, had a couple of the eats. And my buddy, Brett Lance, he actually went with him, and then he was with me that day. And then Dave White, which is our mutual friend, mm-hmm. you know, went fishing with the dude after I left. So... Again, word of mouth, you know, we shared it with the boys. And even he just like, hey, do you know this captain? I'm like, yeah, I know of him, but I don't personally know him. And a couple people that have seen I fish with him have went fishing with him after the fact. Yeah. And what what I've tried to do more so is you try to keep these clients happy in-house. So – if they want to go bluefin fi- tuna fishing with Rex, is coming bluefin tuna fishing with yep, you. Yeah. So again, you're passing information down the line, and you're making sure they're getting taken care of. There's nothing better than that word of mouth reference, in my opinion, because someone's been yeah. there for the experience. You know, especially if it's another charter captain that they've fished with. I mean, he's fished with you. If you enjoyed fishing with us, it's a no brainer for him. You yeah. know, correct. Like, even he was like, hey, I'm going to be up in Boston. I was like, you should go bluefin. He's like, let me get his number. Yeah. And then, boom. And then I, I was like, hey, I got a, a client for you. And he's like, I thought I'm better than a client. I'm like, dude, I'm just saying, like, it's just guy talk between each other. Yep. Yeah. You just say, hey, I have a I have a customer. I have a buddy. And then it's a potential client to, you know, again, share the day with, enjoy, and hopefully he comes back and wants to go again. Yeah, we're stoked for that one. That's going to be fun. Oh, it'll be fun, dude. You'll have a good time. He's a super good dude. And, like, honestly, like, I I call him for advice, you know. And, you know, I got my guys I reach out to, like, hey, what do you think about this deal? Should I do this? Uh, Should I get this? Should I, you know. There's always those questions in business, but you have to ask your elders. Yeah. To see if it's a good move or not. Yep. The wisdom is key. Yeah, like these kids that are young and they think they know everything, you just go, you tap them on the back and you go, good luck, dude. Yeah. Because the only way you're going to learn is by trial and error. But the OGs have been through it before and they're like, that sucked. I'm never doing that again. (laughs) Yeah, I can at least steer you kind of in the right way. Yeah. Yeah, they just like, you know, it's like if you're peeing, like not in the toilet, you got somebody to move your shoulder into the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I came up with that. That was just the freestyle. That's the joke we're ending it on right there. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, dude, as always, it is so fucking awesome talking to you and fishing with you and you know being friends for the last, I don't even know how many years. But uh, Yeah, no, it's been a while now. Know, we're getting dude. old, dude. We are. We're getting old. We are, man. Um, dude, look at all those grays. 
Jesus. Dude, I got grays in my pubes now. It's oh like, my God. Weird. He, just, he just said that out loud. <laughs> I know. That's when you know you're getting old, but that means you're established. Yeah. I'm distinguished and established. <laughs> established since. Whatever. Hold on. I got, I got one question before Brian yeah. signs you off. Who would win in a fight? King Kong or Godzilla? <laughs> Uh, I can't call it. They both. It's. A, I'll call it a cat's game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't really care either way. All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> but you know, that's my. That's my real. Re- real response. But that, that's definitely a can't call it. You know. I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have to that. What's that? I said we just asked the last guy that, Mike. What what did he say? He said Godzilla just because it can shoot fucking lasers and stuff. Oh god. You can't really mess with lasers too much. So so going into this too, uh, I know we're about ready to get done and I gotta go to my chiropractor appointment, but <laughs> dude, I'm excited about this new opportunity. So my buddy Eric White, which I always fuck with him every morning, literally I talk to him every day, like at five AM, like, what are you eating for breakfast? My stomach hurts. I'm doing this today. I got this old guy today. Hopefully this guy doesn't fall down and hit him's head. Hopefully this guy doesn't puke. Hopefully this guy doesn't poop himself again. The the funny stuff that like. The charter banter. Yes. When you're in the grind and you're doing it every day, you you need a friend to kind of help you laugh about stuff because I do not want to be that old salty guy that's just miserable. Mm-hmm. And you could do that very easily by burning yourself out. Like, you know, it is like even today, like I'm chilling. I'm, I'm getting older. Like, I'd be like, it's like a pretty day. I was like, I've already talked to a couple of people like, dude, it's actually not bad out here. And I'm like, you know what? I got stuff I got to do. I just need to get it done. Yeah. Because I'm going every day regardless. So it's like, take a day off. You got to hit pause here and there. Yeah. But here, it's just game on forever. And then you literally like, you're like wore out. Everything's broken on your boat. Not really, but like, you just got to come up with a list. Like right now my batter or my live will pump. The thing is like black. So it keeps turning <laughs> off and like, we got to retrace. We got to put new wires because my live will pumps use so much. Like think about how many hours my live will pump is. I on. can't even imagine, dude. So it's literally burnt. So I had the I had the we we I I pulled my seacock valve closed so it can it drains quicker than it fills because it's not using full juice. So that's where you got to go, ghetto engineer for the day <laughs> just to get by. But then also it's high tech stuff that it has the Deutsch connectors and all this fancy stuff. Yeah. So then I got to get like a certified worker to fix it because i'm not a handyman and i'm not gonna admit it yeah. i can fix maintain the basic stuff but when it comes to high-tech gadgets i'll sub that out dog <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> sub it out that's a big out goes dude i sub that shit out dog. I, I'm doing that <laughs> you know oh dude but going back into the the show so colorblind media the producers which check out their videos that's why I did the tuna show with, with Jay Withers. Have so you that's seen what that? you got going on with Eric coming up is color. Well, yeah. So colorblind media wants me, Eric and Cody. This is kind of on the down low G25 classified, but I don't know. Not really, <laughs> but we're going to do it. 
That's awesome. But between us three, I mean, Eric has a 40 Dorado. I have a 26 Yellowfin. Cody has a 31 Contender. Dude, some of the stuff we're going to do is going to be next level. So what are they trying to do? Like make it like a reality series, like charter thing or? Yeah, we'll kind of make it. We're, we're, we're calling it. We're thinking about calling it like West Coast fishing with the boys, Florida fishing with the boys or Gulf Coast fishing with the boys. And kind of keep it broad. Well, Frank, Cody's dad is like the heavy in Clearwater. So he's like, yeah, the St. Pete, Pete Clearwater would buy into that. I already talked to Galati. Galati's in. My buddy works for AMI Locals. He's in. I talked to my Budweiser guys that he's in for Corona. And then I talked to the Shimano guy today. He's in. Eric's going to bring stuff to the table as well. And then Colorblind Media, they filmed the best fishing to TV show ever. So we got drones. We got underwater camera footage. That's and then sick. we're just going to go have a fun deal. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I want to include you guys in there. We'll come up tuna fishing with you guys in the center console or whatever we some can. Blue, some blue shocks. <laughs> no, dude, what I really want to do, what I want to do heavy is go catch them on poppers. Dude, oh, we got the boat to do that now. That's, dude, the running gun style of fishing for bluefins. Dude, and I'm telling you, when you guys get caught up, get a trolling motor on there. Like, some of the stuff you'll be able to do will be next level. You'll be able to see a bait mark, drop the trolling motor, catch the bait, drift, like do the stuff that we do for like the yeah. blackfin, but do it on a larger scale. Yeah. Yeah. No, event, I mean, 100% down the road. I mean, this year is like, you know, just trying, oh, to, yeah. trying to get, get her going, but that is definitely on the priority the list. Dude, it's like, yeah, it's like there's so much different things, but. It's just dialing it in and then figuring out, like even, for example, I fished the same exact boat for the TV show for three days, but it was different by having Mercury's on it. And it was different by some of the snipers and not having the floor well. And the little things that make the big difference in the end of the result. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, if I was in my boat, I would do this. But until you are on another boat, like I get clients all the time. Hey, can you come fish my boat? I'm like. We can, but I'm dialed in on my boat, and for me to get dialed in on your boat, I'm spending half the day just tinkering with shit. We yeah. say the same thing to people. We get a lot of guide guide trip requests, and usually, you know, we'll feel them out, see what their boat is or what their program's all about. But usually, it ends up being come with us, see how our workflow is, tune efficient or whatever fishing. And then and see where it goes. Get and yourself then, and then prepared, get yourself, and then maybe we'll go. Exactly. Get up yeah. to speed and then apply it to your own program. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I agree. You know. Well, boys, uh, you know, it's uh Go get your back It's chiropractic time. Before you leave, though. Look at that. Right on schedule, dude. 150. It's 2 o'clock. Uh, 2 o'clock the appointment. I'm, I'm right on schedule, dude. Love it. Love it. Real, <laughs> real quick before you leave, how do, um, how do the listeners find you on uh, social media and on online? Well, my... Uh, Instagram handle is Captain Jason Stock. It's got like a weird underscore under, uh, under before or I'm sorry, Captain underscore Jason underscore Stock. Because you had to do it. Because apparently, I guess there's another Jason Stock. <laughs> but well, no, you know the way it is. Like you got to do like these weird things. And then on Facebook, <laughs> I'm just standard Jason Stock. And then my business page is Captain Jason Stock. And then I simplified my business page. Because it used to be JM Snooky Kayak Charters, and it was confusing, so I went to CaptainJasonStock.com. Love it. Anybody? Just to kind of simplify everything, 
my name. That's what my buddy said. He's like, dude, people already know they want to fish with you. How do they find you? You just got to make everything easier. You just got to, I mean, every, like, even inshore back in the days, they used to throw lures, and it's, it always goes back to the keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid kiss. Love you know, that's the, have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> and you, you always got to dumb it down because you're making it harder on yourself. Right. You know? Totally. Get man. the get get the clutter out of there. <laughs> get out and of have there. a spark have a spark joy lawn lawn or, or lawn uh uh spark joy <laughs> yard sale. Yeah yard sale guy. Oh uh, dude, I love that when he <laughs> that one time you're like you're like it's like a yard sale over here. I'm like on the boat, there's like nothing really going on on your boat. It was just like the line was tangled with a tiny amount. <laughs> but that's that's the difference between your anal tuna fishing compared to mine. And you're like what should I do with this bait? I'm like, just hook it, throw it out there. Yeah. And you're like, where? I'm like, wherever you feels right. <laughs> you know? Because you could overanalyze it. Totally. But like that that window of opportunity is like. Yeah. Get the know. bait in the water. Yeah. The, 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 actually, the funny thing I talked to Scott Goodwin, <laughs> and he's cool as shit. You're going to love this guy. We talked to him yesterday, I, actually, yeah, for a while. I, and I told him what I was doing. I was like. So I'm excited to do stuff with him. I told him to come by and he's like, well, we got to bring one of those cute girls to as like a photo girl or whatever. I was like, we could get that done for sure. But uh, he just, he was in the tower and he said his funniest moment, he goes, he yells to, it's like, he's with his wife and some raises. All he says, just get something in the water. He's like, I don't care what it is. Just get it in the water. You know, like imagine screaming that. Doesn't I'm pretty sure OG is. has screamed that before. Oh, dude, absolutely. Get it out. Just get, get something in the water because if they're frothing, you miss that opportunity. And then yeah. you're like, what should I have done? You're like, you should have just – like the cobia. <laughs> yeah. Throw the jig on him. Throw a bait on him. You got to hit him in the nose or get it in front of him because then he's out. So uh, make gone. the most of the opportunity at all times. Yep. I think we should call this podcast Get It In The Water. <laughs> get, it, get It In The Water. Get It In The Water. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys. Hi, dude. That. It's been real. I'm glad we were able to finally do it. Yeah. And, uh, keep me posted, and I'll keep you posted what's happening here. I'm excited about this new endeavor and some other stuff, but uh, stand by. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'll See talk to you later, bro. Later, buddy. Later. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Seabros Fishing Podcast. We just want to take another minute to thank our sponsors, Costa Sunglasses, Mass Bay Guides, LT Marine Products, black oak led and deep apparel if you are interested in checking out the products that our sponsors have to offer make sure you check out the show notes and the descriptions of each podcast episode all of their information is included there as well as the the podcast affiliated um, promo codes so make sure you take advantage of those um, if you guys haven't already make sure you check out seabrosfishing.com for latest updates and content we recently just added a Patreon page to our website, which is a, um, a monthly membership that we offer to our listeners and to our members. Uh, it's 20 bucks a month. Uh, we offer a once, um, once a week Q&A, usually on Sunday evenings. And we're also uh, posting a lot of our rigging content and, and detailed hands-on bait rigging, tackle rigging, um, how we have our boats outfitted. Um, we're posting high res videos and um, you know really tactical videos um, on our Patreon page. So that's something that you you get with the membership. So we're really excited about that. 
Also, if you are interested in picking up new swag for the season, um, some new Fishmark hats, we just we just put up on the website some awesome stuff, um, kind of Hawaiian patterns, more summer fun hats. I think you guys will like them. Some koozies on there, stickers. Uh, we're gonna start putting up some of the artwork that we've been uh, that we've been doing during our our off season in between charter seasons here. So. Make sure you check all that out on the seabrosfishing.com website. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Seabros Fishing at Seabros Fishing. Mass Bay Guides, if you want to see how um, our charter season's going, at Mass Bay Guides on Instagram and Facebook. And then Taylor and myself, um, our personal social media pages at MBG Brian and at MBG Taylor. You can shoot us a message there, ideas for guests. Um, you know, we love we love uh, interacting with the listeners and learning from you guys as well. So um, definitely make sure you uh, you stay in touch with us that way. And, um, and that's it. That's all we have for you today. Thanks for listening. Stay tight, everybody.